Welcome to Pushback. I'm Aaron Maté. Today we're talking about the latest in the unfolding mystery of the Jeffrey Epstein case. My guest is Leonard Goodman. He is a criminal defense attorney in Chicago who has been writing about the Epstein case at the Chicago Reader. Welcome, Leonard. Last time we spoke to you was before Epstein's death. Since then, so much to get to. Uh, what stands out to you about how he died? Well, I mean, his lawyer, I think what stands out to me is his lawyers think he was murdered. Um, there are certainly suspicious circumstances. There was another incident that was not completely um, looked into that was apparently an assault um, on his life. And the other thing that's interesting is that apparently the video camera was not functioning outside of his cell, which obviously would have provided uh, some important information. So, you know, I, I think a lot of people are rightly concerned. And um, this is one of the things that, you know, the press has looked at is some of the, the problems that went on in the MCC. Um, I think, you know, I, I think what I like to do is look at the known facts here, which are that, you know, this he was investigated back in 2005. They raided his uh, Palm Beach home back then. Um, they had all this evidence. They had identified 36 underage victims of sex trafficking. They um, apparently had found hidden cameras in his Palm Beach home, suggesting that there was a some sort of sexual blackmail operation that he was operating. Um, a 53-page indictment was prepared back then. The investigation ends with this unusual non-prosecution agreement that grants, um, not only do the feds decide not to prosecute Epstein, but they grant immunity to all of his potential co-conspirators, which is something that I've never seen um, in a prosecute in a non-prosecution agreement. Uh, the other thing is it's kept secret from his victims, which was apparently illegal. Then this winter, there's this blockbuster series of articles embarrassing the federal government in the Miami Herald. And in response to that, the feds bring the exact same indictment, practically. Um, if you look at the new indictment that was brought, it's basically the same. It alleges sex trafficking between 2002 and 2005 uh, involving underage girls. So, you know, it's the same case, except what happens this time is that the feds tell the federal judge that this man is a danger to the community and needs to be detained at the MCC. The federal judge listens to the prosecutors and he is uh, ends up dead in a very short order. Uh, that's the first thing. I think the second thing is to look at, um, you know, the federal prosecutor down in Florida's comments and uh, sort of the unusual discrepancy between what he said in private and what he said in public. Um, that was Alexander Acosta, who was the U.S. attorney down in Florida. And in private, he told the Trump team uh, reportedly that he was told to back off. He was told to back off because this guy was above my pay grade and he was with intelligence. Um, in public, he's made a very different comments. He said, well, we thought it was a good deal at the time. Now we know a lot more about Epstein. A lot more information has come out. This is, this is clearly a lie. Um, there's nothing new that they've learned. Um, the, the new federal indictment is exactly the same as the other one. Um, I think the third important thing is that there is a damning, apparently damning video evidence that they've recovered. I'm sure that they had quite a bit back in 2005, but now it's been reported that they, you know, obtained video and damning sexual uh, videos from his safe in his Manhattan mansion. 
Um, so I think, you know, the one thing to consider is if this case did go to trial, what possible defense would he have? Um, certainly, if I was his lawyer, you'd have to look at the public authority defense, which is that I was authorized to do these crimes because I was working with uh, law enforcement. I mean, the typical case that you see is, you know, somebody gets caught with five kilos of cocaine and they say, no, I'm authorized to do this. Call my handler at the DEA. Call Agent Johnson. Here's his phone number. He'll tell you that I'm working with him. Um, you know, you might remember the Whitey Bulger case where um, Whitey Bulger was committing extortion and murder while he was acting as an FBI informant. It caused a huge scandal. This would be far worse because uh, assuming he's working with, with uh, intelligence, he is um, victimizing children as part of this scheme. And um, it would probably cause a, a incredible public uproar, a huge, massive scandal, and probably something um, equal to the Church Commission uh, back in the 70s, where there were significant reforms of U.S. intelligence, including the CIA, NSA, and um, FBI. So those are the known facts. Right. Uh, in terms of this prospect of him working with intelligence, as Alexander Acosta reportedly said that Epstein was, there has been uh, there have been theories that in fact Epstein was working with Israeli intelligence, the Mossad. Um, I've seen no concrete evidence for it, but there is the fact that his um, his lieutenant, uh, this woman, Jislaine uh, uh, Maxwell, her father uh, worked with the Mossad, and she herself was uh, recently uh, caught on camera in what appears to be a staged photograph. Uh, at an In-N-Out Burger in Los Angeles, reading a book called *The Book of Honor: The Secret Lives and Deaths of CIA, of CIA Operatives*. So something strange is going on here. Truth is stranger than fiction. Sometimes, you know, um, that is it is certainly uh, an amazing clue that you would think um, somebody would look into, and I don't. Um, and in terms of working with the Mossad, I've certainly have read those reports. You know, one of um, Epstein's possible marks was Ehud Barak, the former prime minister of Israel, a political rival of Netanyahu. Um, and there's been sto stories, and I think in the J Jerusalem Post, photographs of um, Barak going into Epstein's New York mansion at a time when there were underage girls there. Um, so. Yeah, I mean, I've seen those reports. I, obviously, I don't know uh, what intelligence he was working with. The only thing I can say to that is that um, Mossad is not going to be able to tell Alexander Acosta, the U.S. attorney down in Florida, to back off. It would have had to have been U.S. intelligence um, that would have had the authority to tell him um, that, to, to back off and, and to cut this guy loose. So um, he could have been working with Mossad, but clearly um, U.S. intelligence had to have been involved. Let me ask you about Epstein's victims. There was recently a hearing in New York City where, as you mentioned, Epstein's attorneys told the judge that they don't believe their client committed suicide. We also had uh, 16 of Epstein's victims appearing. Let's go to a clip uh, from that court session. Uh, it was so powerful in there hearing all the other victims and um, very similar stories that I have uh, endured. I wanted to thank the judge for letting us speak, um, having some closure. 
it's still going to be a rough road, but I also wanted to thank all the survivors that had reached out to me as well and telling me their stories. Um, it really means a lot. That was a clip from a recent court hearing in the Jeffrey uh, Epstein case. Prosecutors have said that their investigation will continue. Let me ask you, Leonard, do you think that that prospect is likely given the fact that now the key person in all this is dead? I, I would not put a, a lot of faith because, you know, it seems pretty clear from the facts as I've laid them out that there was, you know, high crimes by high officials. And, um, you know, there just is no mechanism for the federal government to investigate itself. It's not going to happen. Um, it never happens. And, um, you know, there is some possibility that civil lawyers representing some of the victims that it's, you know, it's very sad. And, you know, I read those reports of, of the victims, you know, urging the case to go forward. But, you know, civil lawyers do have uh, quite a bit of power to um, demand discovery and, and to de demand justice. And certainly if there were people besides Epstein uh, that were involved, um, they can be uh, brought in on civil cases. So I, you know, I hate to be such a, a cynic, but I don't see um, the Department of Justice aggressively pursuing the, um, the, the potential co-conspirators of Epstein and trying to get to the bottom of this. Now, I hope I'm wrong and that there is, um, you know, yes, one of the people um, that was, one of the criminals is dead, Epstein, but there certainly were other people working with him. And um, they were, you know, I, I guess the other reason why I'm so cynical is because they were all given immunity back in, um, in 2007 in the non-prosecution agreement that they were, you know, the federal government gave immunity to all potential co-conspirators. And that was an agreement that was apparently negotiated by, you know, his lawyers, uh, Alan Dershowitz and, um, and what's his name? Um, the guy that investigated Clinton, the special counsel, oh, Kent Starr. Kent Starr. Um, so, yeah, I, that's again. A, that's an interesting tie because obviously Bill Clinton has a very uh, deep tie to Jeffrey Epstein. He recently uh, gave I, what I believe is an incorrect statement uh, about how many times he flew on Jeffrey Epstein's plane. Yeah, I think he said four times and it's something like, I don't know, 20 um, you know, I, I, there's also some been reported that after Epstein got uh, charged in the Florida case, he made a large contribution to the Clinton Foundation, uh, $25,000, I saw a report. Um, so, yes, there's certainly um, ties. Again, I, I don't, <laughs> you know, I don't have uh, high hopes that uh, our federal government is going to get to the bottom of this. I hope I'm wrong. And, um, you know, I would encourage uh, civil lawyers to to seek justice. And sometimes it is up to the, the civil attorneys representing the victims to um, to really dig and, and get justice when when the federal government doesn't. Yeah. And it should be stressed, I think, that even if this was a suicide, you know, because we don't know what happened. And if it wasn't a suicide, I imagine it'll be hard to prove. Even if this was a suicide, there is still so much here to investigate, and I think it's important that we not all lose sight of that. Uh, Leonard Goodman, final comment as we wrap. Yeah, I just, I, I, I concur with what you're saying. I appreciate the fact that you're, you know, that you're looking at 
at the facts that are not in the mainstream media. And, um, you know, this intelligence angle is something that, you know, no one's allowed to talk about it in the mainstream me media because they all have their buddies in, in intelligence. Um, you know, you see them on CNN every day, these former CIA officials that are all very necessary um, in the whole Russiagate thing. And, you know, they don't want to embarrass their, their good buddies I mean, intelligence, but somebody needs to get to the bottom of this because this is a massive scandal. And, you know, if if Epstein was running a sexual blackmail scheme and working with U.S. intelligence, even if they had knowledge of it um, and were using some of his information, um, that is a, a horrible scandal. And it needs to be uh, we need some accountability. So I appreciate your show and I appreciate your interest. Leonard Goodman, criminal defense attorney in Chicago. You can read his coverage of the Epstein case at the Chicago Reader. Leonard, thank you. Thanks, Aaron.